this is the president. Hello, this is the president of the United States. Who is this? Is it you again? Look behind you. This is my private line. How did you get through? They're everywhere. All the time. We see them every day. But you have to look behind you. There is nothing behind me. How did you get this number? The spaceman told me. What spaceman? It doesn't matter. I'm telling you about monsters. Please, you must look behind you. Young lady, there are no monsters in the Oval Office. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, the loudspeaker spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Did you hear that? Give up! Give up! I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860, or 866-536-7469. That is a toll-free line. Call in toll-free to the program, or you can call after hours and leave messages on that line. We have it 24-7 available to you to... Make suggestions, talk up the show, you know, whatever you want to do. Just leave your message there at 866-536-7469. One of the most famous quotations from George Orwell's 1984 is when O'Brien says to Winston, he says, if you want a picture of the future, Winston, imagine a boot Stamping on a human face forever. Now, of course, Brian uh, O'Brien had just told Winston how in the future all pleasure will be wiped out completely. He said, but always, do not forget this, Winston, always, there will be the intoxication of power constantly increasing and constantly growing subtler. Always at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. The quotation in question then is a picture of undistilled power. It is painting the picture of undistilled control and oppression. The key themes of 1984 and much of the work of Orwell in particular wrote basically in the wake of his involvement in the Spanish Civil War. And as he put in his short autobiographical, uh, on his autobiography, when he wrote it, uh, he said, this is why I write. Every time or every line of serious work that I do, everything I've written since 1936 has been written directly or indirectly against totalitarianism and for democratic socialism, as I understand it. So O'Brien's image of a boot stamping on the human face forever is a very strong metaphor. It is a reworking of a motif well-established in literature about 
tyrannical power and tyrannical behavior. Another film, uh, another story that we, we see this being uh, observed and, and demonstrated is in George Lucas's film, THX 1138. Now, not many people have seen this film. It's hard to get through. It's one of those films. It was one of George Lucas's first experimental films. But Robert Duvall starred in the movie, and he played the title character of THX 1138. And THX 1138 is just the name of this guy. Of course, everything in the future is numbered and lettered. And so Duvall's character starts out as this soulless zombie absorbed by the commercialized world around him. And one of the memorable scenes, and this is supposed to be set in the future, a very sterile future, one of the scenes shows him in this environment, very sterile environment, where his choice of entertainment is either a hologram of a stripper. It's this woman dancing, and she appears to be scantily clad. So it's the hologram of a stripper or another choice, which is a hologram of a police officer beating a man to death. And these police officers, they look like mannequins, and they're just beating this guy. The guy's in a, you know, he's in a fetal position, and they're just beating him with a stick. So... I don't know what it was with THX 1138 that he was excited more about watching a police officer beat a man with a stick than it was to watch a stripper dance. So something more exciting than sexual nature was that of what she saw with a man being beaten. Now, I saw this and I thought to myself with what's been going on in the news lately, I mean, isn't this what the liberal media does every time a black man is beaten to death or if there's a mass shooting? They get all excited about it. Why? Because, well, it's an opportunity. It excites them because it's an opportunity to push a political agenda. Finger thought crime as the motive for these assaults on our country's consciousness. This happened in the Tyree Nichols case. It's what is happening in the Tyree Nichols case. Where there is more at stake here. There's more at stake here than just the brutal murder of a man by police officers. Now, for those not familiar with the story, it all started when police officers claimed they were pursuing a suspect vehicle for suspected reckless driving. And at this point, we have no way to sustain whether or not that's true. But a lot of people who've seen the body camera surveillance video say that they show that the first initial stop shows that with the, the officers confronting Tyree, they drag him out of the car, start yelling conflicting and contradictory orders at him. Show us your hands. And they're holding his hands. Get on the ground. He's already on the ground. And he says that too. He says, I'm on the ground. And yet they say, get on the ground. And his hands are behind him. Get your hands down. And I'm on the ground. I didn't do anything. I, and, and, you know, you're watching this and you're thinking, I defy anyone to explain to me how he could have done anything de- to de-escalate what was going on. Because he was doing what he was told and he was, do- he was being asked to do things that he couldn't do. So they pulled him out of his car. He's trying to comply, but they won't allow him to comply with some of their commands. In all of the police brutality videos I've seen, a group of officers will bring down a suspect. Some of them will bring down a suspect, and then they will start barking out conflicting orders and then keep repeating after that, do not resist, do not resist, do not resist. In the meantime, the person doesn't know what to do because he's alarmed, he's scared, he's he's afraid he's going to get beaten up. He's fighting for his life. He doesn't understand how to react when he's under when a person's under attack. They don't know what to do. They don't know it's it's survival. Everything, you know, adrenaline takes over and things aren't 
aren't going as planned. And I mean, when when you're in a tax situation or when your adrenaline is rushing through, when do you just go limp and say, okay, do what you want with me? Nobody does that. If you just all if a police officer was to throw you down to the ground, I promise you, unless you were hurt, you wouldn't lie limp there allowing him to do whatever to you. But again, we, we see this video, and like with every police video we see, there's no context. And so all we see is the brutality. It's like we see the middle of the story. I've always seen when I when I've seen these videos, we see the middle of the story. Not we never see the beginning and end, but you know. People say, well, we're satisfied with what we've seen. We sat, we saw the beginning. We saw them pull him over. We saw them pull out of the car. We saw him being beat to death. None of the brutality is justified. Just don't get me wrong. The brutality is not justified. And I'm sure that someone will say that it is because they either have racist tendencies or they're afraid that if they call out the brutality of some police officers, it's always seen as an attack on all officers. And that is not the case. That is not the case. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. We'll be back. Listening to Ground Zero. I'm Clyde Lewis. The number is to call the 9503 225 0860 or 866-536-7469. So as I've said, you know, when we see videos like this, uh, there's a difference to this video, all right, that, that it was released. And uh, let me just say this to begin what I'm about to talk about. The job of a police officer is something that I wouldn't want. And the bravery of many of the police officers that I know warrant a thank you and the reason why is because they do a job that's almost like going into battle. And sometimes it is. I mean, we thank veterans for their service and I equally believe some officers deserve that as well when they're out there fighting and some of them don't, of course, because everybody has a different flair for how they do their work. Some people don't work as hard. Other people don't care. But the Tyree Nichols case looks like it was meant to be a psyop. Something we can all call camera obscura. Now, camera obscura is a term that you learn in movie classes or you learn it in uh, TV classes. And I've, t- I've taken film and television production uh, because I knew what my career was going to be. It was going to be in TV to begin with, but no, I'm doing radio now. Camera obscure is when they do a shot where you're focusing on one person, but around you it's dark and you can't see everything going on at once. Uh, It's also a term that was coined by Karl Marx. 
camera obscura comes complete with an already assumed agenda that even though the officers were black men beating and killing a black man, it somehow has been blamed on systemic racism. Again, how can a case be so contradictory that the court of public opinion can be gaslighted at the same time? Think about that for a moment. Before you start taking sides and you start you know, attacking the police or you start attacking white people or you start attacking whatever, keep that in mind. That the mainstream media, again, is gaslighting everybody by saying that this, these men, these black men who killed a black man is because of white supremacy. So we're to believe, they want us to believe that the acts of these black cops is because of white supremacy. And this is where the media makes a tragedy even worse by continuing an agenda against what is being seen. Camera obscura. A camera obscura metaphor describes the contortions and the interpretations of what is seen with an ideology. And it's also an interesting metaphor to think about how information is delivered to us from power. A camera obscura metaphor receives an image from a tiny hole where the image is then projected in a state that is inverted and reversed, such as the perspective given to us by the powers that be where we're fed a myopic view and what is shown to the people is the opposite of what's really going on. Okay. This isn't a staged thing. People say, Oh, it looks staged to me. Well, okay. If you think it looks staged to you, fine. We have a dead man and we saw it with our own eyes. Now, Who's going to argue this unless you have definite proof that it was a staged affair? But what I'm saying is the perspective for this video has been literally given to us by the mainstream media. Okay, The pictures that are taken from a camera obscura of the ruling class are then captioned for the people by the corporate media and government PR providing obscured narration around the already obscured images which have been carefully curated so that nothing is ever perceived by the people other than what is intended by the propagandist photographers. So how you see the video is exactly how the mainstream wants you to view it. Because they show what they want you to see. They pull a camera obscura. And most of the time, that's why people come up with these ideas. Well, I didn't see any ambulances. I didn't see any of this. It's because they didn't show them to you. Doesn't mean they didn't show up. Or I didn't see any blood. Doesn't mean that there was no blood. It just means that camera obscura, this is what they chose to present to you. More so with the Tyree Nichols video than any other video out there. Because, I mean, you can go back to Rodney King as an example. You can go back to OJ as an example. But it's always a show. It's always theater. Scare theater, if you will. So corporate media and government provide this obscured narration around this already obscured image that has been put together by the powers that be to get a reaction. Now, we know that the public has a right to know, but we have to understand the video release showing Tyree Nichols being brutally beaten by cops did not have to be released. It didn't have to be released, but it was, okay? Now, we have to ask, what was the intent 
of those who released it, knowing full well that there would be riots and anger and uprising if it was shown. Again, was it an attempt at a PSYOP? And if so, why did the media decide to, again, with these black police officers that attacked this black man, why did they push a racial bias propaganda? It seems to be the racial bias propaganda, even in this situation, has been hot and heavy. It's, it's to the point of being ludicrous. All right. It, it, it's just something that, uh, again, they give you a slice of, uh, they give you a little bit of the picture. And then after they give you a little bit of the picture, they tell you, this is what you're seeing. They're not allowing you to make up your mind. And then they tell you, we knew the intent of these officers when they were beating and killing Tyree Nichols. They were, they were basically involved with the white supremacy attitude that prevails in the police department. Even the Reverend Al Sharpton, when he spoke at the funeral, took the opportunity to pull a race card. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? Well, they do it the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis. And they keep the crime down without being rough and tough. How do you have the same department? Then keep crime down on one side of town without beating folk to death. But you can't do it on the other side of town unless you feel that you can get away with it there. I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe that that man had been white. You wouldn't have beat him like that that night. And that's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily true. We don't know why those police officers beat him to death. In fact, here in Portland, there was a man who was arrested for public urination. And when he was arrested, he was thrown to the ground and a police officer stomped on his face to the ground and he died. White guy. Okay. White guy. This type of thing is going on on both sides of the racial issue. But to turn this completely into a racial issue by not pointing out the obvious and gaslighting people into thinking that this is all about systemic racism and and race loathing and I don't know what else they can come up with to push their agenda. It's gaslighting. It's camera obscura. It's an attempt at a psyop. And it's been a successful psyop for sure. I mean, the actions taken by the police have to be obscured to some degree, repackaged and sanitized, and somehow made to be yet another racial issue, when it certainly shows that there are a small group of officers that have militant or gang-like tendencies, just so happen to be the officers that killed Tyree Nichols. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back.
NBC presents Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. And now for our feature presentation. Something wrong, officer? Step out of the vehicle. I don't understand. I wasn't speeding. I said step out of the vehicle. I'll get out of the car, but first can you tell me why you stopped me? Get out of the car! Whoa, 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 okay, okay. Hold on. Come on! Okay? Okay, take it off my seatbelt. Get it! Come on! Okay, I'm opening up the door. I'm stepping out. Faster! Okay. Come on! I have nothing in my hands. Turn around! Yes. Okay. Hands on the car! Okay. It is gut-wrenching. It is disturbing. It's far beyond our imagination to see how these officers who were sworn to serve and protect took his life a hundred yards from his mother's home. It, it, it's a sign of anti-blackness in a lot of ways because you have multiple officers who are armed, who are in a position of power, yet they abuse that power. department got this heavy-duty equipment to fight terrorists and now they're using it against Americans who are exercising their right to protest. In New York, police drove a vehicle into a crowd of people protesting there. They are caught on camera pushing a woman who was demonstrating. An officer pulling a man's face mask off and spraying him with pepper spray. This unsettling image of an officer kicking a woman who was maced. Caught on camera, a protester run over by an HPD mounted... In our world, at the height of the there will be no emotions except fear rage, triumph, and self-abasement. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always, there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face. Forever. I'm Clay Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. We got Sibley calling in from Minnesota. Hey, Sibley, you're on Ground Zero. Uh, hey, Clyde. Hi. Um, really, really interesting and intense show tonight. Um, and the one thing that I 
feel confident kind of commenting on was uh, um, how the news handled it. Um, mm-hmm. The first first time I heard of this, I must not have been on social media all day last Thursday. And then, you know, after Jeopardy, the CBS News came on mm-hmm. <laughs> and with uh, Nora McDonald. And it's just the they, way pro- it, they promoted this on, like a movie of the week. Yeah, that was my first thought. It felt like when they mentioned the footage coming out the next day on a Friday, it felt like there was a new horror movie everyone had been anticipating. Yeah, they they promoted it like Megan, the movie Megan. Megan is a really hot movie right now. And it's like, you should see Megan. Oh, my God, it's premiering. You're not going to believe it. It's awesome. Come out and see Megan. They were doing the same thing with this video. They were saying the Tyree video, the Tyree Nichols video where cops beat and kill a young black man will be showing at 6 p.m. Eastern time on all the networks. Be sure and tune in. And then what was even worse. Like a ritual. Yes. Then even worse, the government and the police in Memphis were saying, we want you to be angry when you see this video. We want people to see this video so they will be angry, so they will cause chaos. They were were demanding it. This is how you should feel about this video. Okay. We're going to play it for it you. Really, you do as we say. You believe what we tell you about it, and then we'll see what happens with the follow-up. Yep, just setting us up. And, I mean, it really freaked me out. I, I lived in Minneapolis during the George Floyd protest, and, uh-huh. you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to start tomorrow at 6 p.m.? Is there going to be a city on fire? Is yes. Memphis okay? So like, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, really, is this going to be big? It's gonna be a, is, is there going to be fire? Much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because I noticed it too. That was one of the things I wanted to bring up is when our like videos like this. I mean, what if Rodney King's video was promoted like the yeah. media promoted this video? Yeah, it, just stirring the pot, just yeah. building, just taking that bottle. Yeah. Coming up next week, we have the exclusive footage of Rodney King being beaten to a pulp by police officers in Los Angeles. Be sure to tune in. We're going to have it on on this, and we're also going to give tickets to go see Megan. Uh, you know. It's 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 that yeah, sick. Your VIP seats now. Yeah, get your VIP seats now for the biggest fight in history between uh, black police officers and a black man. And in the end, we're going to give you a big lesson on how this is white supremacy. Yeah, that's how desperate the news is. It's gaslighting. It is. I mean, we look at something, we see it, we can't make a decision on what is happening. They tell you how to react to it, and then they tell you what's behind it. And it's nonsense what what they're saying is behind it. It's not true. You can know, and you know it for every fiber of your being, that these police officers decided they didn't want to be police officers that night. You understand what I'm saying? They opted for not being police officers that night when they pulled over Tyree Nichols. So to call them police yeah. officers is... It is, felt per- It felt really personal. I mean, yes. I, that's the only way I can make any sense of it. It's whatsoever. either a personal vendetta or some sort of a gang hit. And these officers decided that that was worth more to them than being police officers and law-abiding police officers. So they weren't cops. They were they were acting in another way. Yeah, it's complex. Yeah, I don't know. It's but but to get, but to but give us this nonsense about how well this that. is a result of white supremacy in the police department, I'm going wow. That's that's so quick, right? And that's thought crime because you're you're saying so. You're trying to tell me that these police officers. We're being encouraged by white officers to kill a black man. I doubt it. It's a 
far stretched for them to jump to you so quickly. I, I mean, we just need more information. This doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Sibley, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, she's right on the money. It's exactly how I feel. Daryl in Wisconsin, you're on Ground Zero. Yeah, how's it going? Good. I am from Memphis. I've grown up there, been around. I live across the state line now, away from the riffraff. But there is more of an agenda this here that's not coming out in the national news. I just read a local news article from the TV station online the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. And these officers all seem to have received a photograph from this one officer that's being charged with this because there's something with an ex-girlfriend in this guy, yeah. Tyree. They're trying to erase. And, they're trying to erase that uh, that news story because it did come out in local news that Tyree may have been having an affair with one of the officers on the Scorpion team. And that that they were, is correct. And they and he and the guy handed out pictures of it. And then what he did. So he took a picture of Tyree and sent it to the girlfriend or the wife or whatever she I was. mean, does anybody know that Memphis is like a number three rated crime city? Oh, yeah. Shooting every day. It is ridiculous there anymore. Yeah. Daryl, thank but, you. Yeah, that, I'm, yes. I thank you for calling because, yes, that was one of the things that has been brought up. And uh, certainly they're trying to scrub that from the record because they want their agenda of white supremacy, even with black men attacking another black man. Doesn't make sense. 503-225-0860-866-536-7469. Back from Ground Zero. Don't go away. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty or eight six six five three six seven four six nine. We'll go to Chuck in Washington. Hey Chuck, you're on Ground Zero. Yeah, you know the Mister Nichols killing has all the hallmarks of organized crime within a law enforcement organization. It really does. Oh yeah, and it so and it was supported by the whole. Why why did they call them the Scorpions? Why did they do that? They were a group within the police department, special group. Like, like, like training day back in 2001 with Denzel Washington and uh, that kid from uh, uh, Call of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it sounds, yes, it sounds, first of all, a click or gang related in, in that. It, it sounds like, like I said, these men decided not to be police officers that night. They decided they would use their, their they would use their uniforms to beat the hell out of a guy that they had a vendetta with, obviously. I, I, I don't buy that. I, I, you don't, I buy, don't that? buy that? No, I, I don't buy the whole fact that that night they decided not to be police officers. They well, decided that a long time ago. Well, okay, and, a long time ago. Either way, what, I mean, I'm, that's what I don't want to argue whole, semantics uh, over time here. What I'm, sure. trying to, what I'm trying to say is, is that the minute, I mean, sure, if they were, if they were uh, actually contemplating this, which I highly do not doubt. Okay, I think they were contemplating this. They were planning it. It was being planned out. What I'm saying is, is at the moment they started killing him is when they stopped being police officers. I mean, you're right. I, I agree with you, but I just don't want to be misunderstood. So go ahead. I understand. 
Um, another thing I'd like to bring up, and, and I know maybe that uh, the local uh, listeners might more appreciate this than your KTOX listeners, but uh, I heard that the Vancouver Police Department just recently banned the whole thin blue line flag. I didn't know that. And I, and I know that this uh, symbol is... Uh, um, synonymous with Trump supporters and uh, this pro, the, what I call a fake law enforcement thing, because, you know, they're just, uh, to me, that when I see that, they're pro law enforcement when it's convenient for them, but not when it's for other things. But right. anywho, uh, I, I, I'd like to see uh, uh, police reform, not necessarily a defunding of police. I don't want to see that because then our police uh, community policing will go down. Well, there and needs to it, be clear-cut rules and regulations for apprehending an, a, a person. But in the heat of the moment, you know, all those rules go out. But there's got to be a way that they give they don't give conflicting orders to a suspect or a perp. They don't. Well, and, you know. and one thing, too, is I think that Vancouver, if this is true, if Vancouver, Washington is taking this leadership step and saying that we're not going to promote a gang mentality within our police departments by allowing you to promote your, you know, your bullcrap uh, line sticker on your car there, pal. Uh, when you get ninety seven thousand dollars a year and you're able to join your a little uh, thin blue line uh, friends and you got your sticker on your car and you're so proud of that. What is that really telling the public that, that it's not about, it's not about serving you. It's about serving my homeboys in the thin blue line. Well, you got a good point. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gang mentality that needs to be overcome. And I think that people like this guy named Jim Jordan, should stop uh, pretending like, well, it's a, it's a conspiracy with the defunding the police care out. This is why people don't want to be police officers. No, it's because of jerks like the people that were portrayed on that 2001 Training Day movie. Okay? This yeah. is what people are afraid of. They don't want to get wrapped up into a world of crime and worry and conspiracy. And, well, it's and a way to about, blow up the police department. It's a way to say, hey, we want to federalize the police department. It's a way to say, oh, this is the way we reform everything. And you're not going to elect your sheriffs. You're not going to do this. And we're going to put in <laughs> our own version of police. It's going to be a lot worse. So, I mean, we're seeing the beginnings of uh, how, the, like I said, it's camera obscura. They're, they're basically taking an image and they're using it to fit their agenda. And they will twist Thank it and twist so it and twist it until yes, they get their agenda right on. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, thank you. voice my opinion. You bet, Chuck. Thank you. Let's go to, I think it's Color in Illinois. Hi, you're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. How you doing there? I've uh, been listening to you for a while, and uh, most of the time I uh, agree with you, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, you're right on point with your analysis. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, at, at the funeral yeah. of uh, Mr. Knuckles, yeah. I don't think Al Sharpton meant or tried to make it a racist thing. He did. I think what Alice Thompson was saying, uh, Clyde, is that uh, you don't see no, I mean, you go across the country, you don't see where no black officers uh -huh. have uh, actually beat uh, white individuals. No, but you see black officers mm -hmm. actually beating a black man and we're being told it's white supremacy. How does that fare with you, color? No. Yeah, but, but what I'm yeah, saying no, is that... No, that's what that, I'm uh, saying. I'm saying that, okay, so. why... Are we being gaslighted by people like Al Sharpton? Why are we being, being gaslighted by the media? Why? I mean, this is not a racial okay, issue. Good. This is an issue of basically 
pulling all the strings to gaslight the American people into thinking this is all about race when it could have been nothing more than a plot to wipe out a kid who th- th- these guys hated. Yeah, but, okay, but you know, everybody in the way Al is a poverty company. Now, we, we know that. Okay, uh, but the thing of it is, is when you come down to this situation, and you're hearing this, the, the, these uh, things, this guy, some kind of way, was involved with uh, a girlfriend of uh, mm-hmm. one of the cops. Look, yeah. look to me, I don't care. If, if, if this man, if Mr. Nickel was gone with himself, Mammy Clyde, he, he didn't deserve this type of no. thing. And when they no. stopped him. Okay, when they stopped him, play, right. they pulled him out of the car. They didn't right. ask him for no license. There is for, no for, for, doubt. For You're right. You're right. There is no doubt that this was not something that he deserved, and nobody deserves that kind of treatment. Nobody. And that, I mean, you just brought up you just brought up something very interesting, too. They didn't ask for his ID. They didn't ask for his license. They pulled him out of the car and started beating him. And just started beating him. Yeah. So... And, and the young man was saying, "Hey, what did I do?" I mean, he was, and then they started spraying him with mace. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this would this would terrify anybody. Yeah. And then when he tried to run, yeah. Okay, they keep saying, "Oh, oh, 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 oh hold your hand." They had him pinned down. Yeah. When they said, "Hold your hands," right? Oh, hold your hand. He was already pinned down. Right. See, so this was this was total. Uh, it, 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 was, it was a murderous act. It was right? yeah. They, it was a murderous act. But what is it really? It's gaslighting the people in what they're seeing. And we're picking up on the idea that, yes, he they told him to put his hands down, but his hands were already down. They told him to get on the ground. He was already on the ground. It's gaslighting. Absolutely. It's gaslighting, man. That guy didn't yes. have a prayer. He didn't have a prayer. He didn't have a prayer. No. No, they was going to murder him. Yep. Either way, but those uh, those emergency uh, workers, when they came, they did not render no kind of aid to him. No. They, they but, around, but see, man. that happened with Aaron and, Campbell. Remember the show I did about Aaron Campbell? The police just basically, yeah. they, they didn't keep in touch with each other, so they shoot this poor black kid dead, or they shoot him, let him bleed out for 20 minutes, and then finally they got there with an ambulance. So, yeah, you see the, yeah I see the parallels, I do. No, you're absolutely right. This is going on all over the country. Now, what Al Sharpton, he's taking, he's taking advantage. Al Sharpton's just taking advantage. Everybody knows who Al Sharpton's yeah, about. Yeah. Al Sharpton's about Al Sharpton. Right, and uh, he'll say things to uh, you know. He did it with uh, Tawana Brawley. Uh, I remember that. We both that, remember that, that don't we? Go, we both remember that yeah. one. That was a really yeah, bad. The, 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 I can't the, see the, how why anybody would trust him after that at all. No, no, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't, and, and I know a lot of people that don't. Right. But he's just like uh, oh Jesse Jackson. The same way these yeah. guys are count any situation. Glad they even they even brought up Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. Man, they said this happened. Just not far away from the balcony where Martin Luther King's. I'm going. Jeez, this is let's just turn on all the propaganda so people can feel right. something. I don't know. It was crazy. They trying to turn it. They're trying to make it into a, a, a racial issue, but but, but, but it's not. It, it, it's not. These, I understand these, what you're saying now. It's not. You're right. It's they, not. They, they have done it. This man. Yeah, yeah, they, they have done it. They murdered the press, him. The press is right. The press is right in on it. Right. The, the, the press is right in on it. It just makes us. It just makes us want to hate each other, color, and that sucks because there's no reason for us to hate each other, right? There's no reason. No, absolutely. I love you, man. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. I'll talk okay. to you soon. Bye bye. Okay. All right, we'll be back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. Let's face it, guys. We're living in times where the truth is becoming more suppressed and censorship is increasing at an alarming rate, especially on social media platforms. 
It's Clyde, and I want to tell you about a safe and secure digital playground we put together just for you. It's Aftermath.media. You get access to thousands of Ground Zero archives and podcasts, along with our private social media groups with your basic membership starting at only $7 a month. Each subscription includes tech support, access to the RSS feeds, along with our own chat room and telegram channel. In addition, the premium membership includes research study groups, webinars, a document and movie library, a live video stream of Ground Zero, a monthly Zoom chat with me, and other bonus content. Be sure to check out our yearly specials as well. Sign up today while you're thinking about it. Sign up at Aftermath.media. Again, that's Aftermath.media. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Spinning complacently in the darkness, covered and blinded by a blanket of little lives, false security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The loudspeaker spoke up and said, the loudspeaker spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Give up! I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call at 9503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. So, as I was saying in the last hour... There seems to be this whole Tyree Nichols case. Believe me, I wanted to avoid it because I know that everybody who's talking about it has their same old arguments that the media has already formed, the talking points have already been formed, and no one's going to listen to anything other than it's a race issue, it's a police reform issue, it's a defund the police issue, it's a hate the police moment. It's uh, you know just going down the list of everything that the mainstream media has done with regard to how we look at police officers. 
And this is where the PSYOP comes in. Because the psy- this is the type of PSYOP where, okay, this is the weirdest part of the whole PSYOP idea. All right. Now, it's like, now pardon me for this, this comparison, but it's the best I can do. So, and I, it's something that's out of character for me to do, but maybe not if you know me. You know, if you know me personally or if you've heard me on, on Beyond Zero. Okay. So the weird part of this psyop about Tyree Nichols, it's like it's like the morning after an office party, and you wake up almost terminally hungover, and you have these hazy memories of having performed a tequila fueled sex act on Bob from accounting. Did I really do that? Did I do did I that that, that? okay? First you wonder if it's some alcoholic misconception. Or you then say to yourself, okay, I did it. But where did I do it? Did I do it on the ninth floor or the reception area? Then you find out that Bob sends out a memo and he says, uh, whatever you've heard, there was no bad or you know sexual things going on during the party. The entire story is false. Okay. And so then he decides there has to be some sort of reform at company parties. And, uh, yeah, it's the morning after. It's that revolting, regurgitant chorus you're hearing, and that is the sound of millions of people responding to a video that you were told to watch, promoted like a, it was promoted like a movie of the week, the Tyree Nichols video. Watch it tonight on the NBC Nightly News. Watch it tonight on ABC's Meet the Press or whatever. I mean, you were told it was going to be a film where you watch a group of police officers kick the hell out of a black man and he dies. Some of you knew it was a snuff film. Some of you didn't know it was a snuff film, but you decided to watch it anyway. Why? Because it would make you relevant to watch it. I'm relevant. I know about what happened with Tyree. I know, I know everything about it. In other words, everything is going to plan. Okay. If you're repeating everything the mainstream is saying about the Tyree Nichols video, you weren't paying attention. I can promise you that. I can testify to that. I mean, you can't keep people whipped up into a state of full-blown hysteria indefinitely. And when you're radically destabilizing and restructuring a society, you hit them hard with shock and awe so that it can last with them for a few weeks. So CNN has a reason to keep talking about racism and gun control and everything for months. And then, of course, years. Why? Well, you can go back and say, well, the Rodney King case, blah, blah, blah. O.J. Simpson, blah, blah, blah. George Floyd, blah, blah, blah. It continues. They, 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 they continue it on for a year. Fortifying the, the need for Black Lives Matter. Fortifying the need for Antifa. Fortifying the need to get angry and storm Memphis or storm Minneapolis or storm some other city where this happens. I mean, you could look at all the instances of the past where all this has happened and then you can be reminded of the motive, even if the motive wasn't true. And then it all goes back to Bob from accounting and wondering if you've lost your mind. Bob said it didn't happen. You remember it happening. And you feel bad about it. And that's, I mean, it's kind of a weird way of describing a psyop. But here's the thing. Human beings are capable of forcing themselves to believe whatever they need to believe in order to survive or remain in good standing with normal people or normal society. 
or whatever social body you're a member of or church group you're a member of or whatever. It just depends on what you need to keep your basic needs for your sanity. Okay. And most people do not have the the means necessary to set aside the time to think about things other than what they're being told by the mainstream media, what they're being told by other talk show hosts, what they're being told. And, and so they believe what's necessary. They believe what makes them comfortable. They don't pretend to believe. No, no, no. They literally believe the way that religious converts believe. The way cult members believe. The way we believe whatever we believe today, we didn't believe 10 years ago. Think about that for a moment. What we believe today, we didn't believe in 30 years ago. I should know this. I've been doing my show now for nearly 30 years. And what I talked about 30 years ago was outrageously crazy. All of this that is happening now, I talked about then. We didn't believe any of this would happen 10 years ago. And now that it's happening, those of us who are aware, those of us who have, who have had their, their minds in the margins are beginning to get the clue. They're understanding it. This is what they call waking up. Not being woke, but waking up and understanding what is happening. You know, I find it baffling that people's lack of understanding and acceptance of all this and this capability of, you know, believing things that they once thought were abhorrent. I just think that this is something that needs to be documented. It needs to be repeated over and over again. I mean, throughout the course of human history, it's not some theory I made up. It's how we maintain social cohesion. It's how we socialize and what we say to our kids. How do we tell our kids about what happened with Tyree Nichols? If our kids were sitting in the room with us watching this snuff film, how do we explain the police officers that were black, that beat the black man, when all of a sudden the news is saying this is all a part of white supremacy? How do we explain this gaslighting to our kids? You can't. You can't. I mean, it is... It's it's how social bodies function. And we are basically rewarding conformity. Nonconformity is punished. Thinking outside the box is punished. There's nothing new about what is going on here, but it's still frustrating. People have been conforming to official realities by the media for the longest time. They believe whatever they have to believe to survive. And this has been going on for thousands of years. More so now because we've got the mainstream media to push their agendas and create a small version of the story rather than the bigger picture. 503-225-0860-866-536-7469. Back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty or eight six six five three six seven four six nine. You know, it's a rare occasion when we're able to observe the process of gaslighting this clearly, and that's what I mean when I talk about the Tyree Nichols video. I mean, usually something like this takes place more or less invisibly within the context of normal everyday life. Man gets shot. Okay, 
Was it a black man that got shot? Yes. Was it shot? Was he shot by a white officer? Yes. Okay. Have a protest. Okay. Um, we just had a mass shooting. Uh, was it a uh, was it a young Republican MAGA guy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is bad. We need to turn this into a gun control argument. Let's move on. You see what I'm saying? It, it's just it, it, it's like packaged. It, it, it's packaged like a, a product. And when we have sudden radical shifts from one reality to another reality. We can watch people force themselves to believe whatever they perceive they need to believe or instructed by their rulers to believe in order to survive and thrive in society, in order to be one of those people that's relevant, that's into it, that understands it. I mean, look what psyops and lies and manipulation propaganda did for COVID-19. Compliance. It is the art of propaganda. All of that that keeps Americans paying higher prices for food because we have to help a country fight a war in Russia against Russia. Um, it's mass psychosis. It's, it's evident now and nothing makes much sense anymore. The reality is changing again. A gang of black cops kill a black man and the media wants you to believe it's because of white supremacy. Huh? Huh? The action is taken by the police against Tyree Nichols have been obscured. And we were talking about camera obscura before. They've been obscured to a certain degree. They've been repackaged and sanitized and somehow made into yet another racial issue. When it certainly shows that there are a small group of officers that have militant or gang-like tendencies. And they just happen to be black. Now, I would conclude that whatever happened was akin to a gang hit or retaliation or some personal vendetta against Nichols, not some racist agenda they want you to believe in. In fact, there were unconfirmed rumors that Nichols was having an affair with one of the officer's wives. They have been trying to erase that information. They're trying to obscure the rumors. The media is hell-bent on pushing the race agenda. The gaslighting would strike anyone in a mindset outside of the indoctrinated culture to be horrified. It is blatant. It is confusing. Again, they're trying to change the reality. And when the events that occur every day in our society are thought of on a small scale without the socially applied labels, it's clear to see the type of people we are truly dealing with right now and why exposing their system from power is likely the only option we have if the story of our humanity is to have a next chapter. Because these are people, well, they're not people. I mean, these, these are not people acting in good faith. Rather, these are people who rule over us and tell us the story to fit their various agendas. And by now, we should realize that they are addicted to power and will do anything or say anything to get another hit to satisfy their addiction. Leaders of prominent news organizations are issuing journalistic objectivity, claiming it is, it, well, they say it's uh, antithetical to a diversity of views in their newsrooms. That's uh, what I was reading today. A bunch of interviews that were conducted by two journalism scholars have shown that, well, uh, there was an executive editor for the Washington Post. His name was Leonard Downey Jr. And former CBS News President Andrew Hayward interviewed over 75 media leaders to gauge how the industry views the concept of objectivity. 
Well, the media figures argue that journalists should include their own beliefs, biases, and experiences to convey truth, and that journalistic uh, journalistic objectivity was either unrealistic or undesirable. Emilio Garcia Ruiz, who's the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, says, objectivity has to go. Increasingly, reporters, editors, and media critics argue that the concept of journalistic objectivity is a distortion of reality. They point out that the standard was dictated over decades by male editors, white male editors, in predominantly white newsrooms, and reinforces their own view of the world. That's what uh, Leonard Downey Jr. Uh, wrote. He also says, they believe that pursuing objectivity can lead to false balance or misleading both sidism, especially in covering stories about race, the treatment of women, LGBTQ plus rights, income inequality, climate change, and many other subjects. And in today's diversifying newsrooms, they feel it negates many of their own identities, life experiences, and cultural context, keeping them from pursuing truth in their work. You hear what they're saying there? They want reporters to tell their truth, which is basically an emotional uh, appeal for uh, opinions to be said or opinions to be thrown in what should be objective news reporting. Downey continues, journalists of color and LGBTQ plus journalists said that reporting objectively negates their own identity, life experiences, and cultural contexts keeping them from pursuing truth in their work. So if that's the case, they should say, from my gay perspective or from my perspective as a person of color, this is how I see the the situation. But it's not going to happen that way. Journalists believe, most of them that were interviewed, they believe that objectivity prevents them from accurate reporting as it bars them from channeling their background and beliefs, according to the survey. It's objected by whose standard? Kathleen Carroll from the Associated Press said, its objective is by whose standard? That standard seems to be white, educated, and fairly wealthy. So the media, according to Kathleen Carroll of the Associated Press, is white, educated, and fairly wealthy. Also, Joseph Kahn, who is a New York Times executive editor, said this. He said, the media shouldn't simply use Neutral language by default. For instance, if there is an undisputed evidence of racism or falsehoods, journalists should be direct with readers. The Los Angeles Times allows their staff to write personal essays so they can share more of their identities. Kevin Morita, who is the editor, said, such essays appear on the first page, including a gay reporter's story about marriage and the legalities of gay marriage. USA Today has no problem allowing their reporters to write about their own experiences so long as the stories aren't too biased. It's according to Cole Carroll, who's the editor-in-chief of USA Today. She also welcomes a diverse group of journalists to express their experiences when discussing newsworthy stories. CNN has even claimed that they are changing direction on how to report the news. It is probably going to be more of the same bias. And if Tyree Nichols' case is any indication of the new direction of news, this is going to get very ugly very quick. Just think of how this case was handled by the media. The police had said they were going to release the video of Tyree being beaten to death after 6 p.m. Central Time on Friday. 
And it seems like everyone was tensing and waiting for the Friday night movie of the week to come on so they could stream it and watch it in prime time. It was like a premiere movie. Look at what's coming. Watch it. It's all everyone could talk about. Like, like they created this anticipation that was unbelievable, unconventional. And then came the neuro-linguistic programming. The chief of police was saying, you have a right to be angry about this video. She went on CNN in the morning before they released it and said, you're going to see a lack of humanity. I have never seen it happen in that order. Doesn't that seem weird to you? That they promoted a video for you to watch and then said, we want you to be angry at this video. We want to stir up anger with this video. Be sure to watch it. 6 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Central time, Friday night on a local news station. I mean, you could be cynical and say they were throwing themselves at the mercy of the court of public opinion, but you'd be right. This is exactly what they're trying to do. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. We'll be back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. Coming soon to theaters. I'm an agent of chaos. Oh, and you know the thing about chaos? It's beer. There are lots of words that you can use to describe this. That is exactly what we heard from Tyree Nichols' family and from the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation in anticipation of this video being released. And as expected, the video shows the brutal encounter as five Memphis police officers were trying to take Tyree Nichols into custody. And we want to warn viewers that the video is graphic. This video is going to be hurtful. It's going to be painful for you to see this. And it may not answer your questions. You know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. Was was Tyree Nichols beaten to a pulp? They, they talk about just a brutal beatdown. Absolutely. It, is that all true? Uh, yes, it is. Horrific. A lot. Disappointing. Sad. So uh, we thought Friday afternoon, Friday evening would be a good time to release it. So I'm just letting you know that this is a big event tonight. Nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop Well, then everyone loses their minds. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero, 503-225-0860, or toll-free, 866-536-7469. Go to Rob in Tennessee. Hey, Rob, you're on Ground Zero. Hi, Clyde. How you doing? Doing good, man. Um, so, videos like this uh, really make me angry because 
I watch a lot of news. I do work on the internet, so I see a lot of local stories, yeah. and I've been doing that for about two years, and I see crime that you can't even fathom mm-hmm. in different cities. Chicago, uh, Philadelphia is probably one of the worst places you could even be. But the, these types of stories happen every day, but they don't involve cops. The worst thing that ever happened that I can see from these communities are gangs. Mm-hmm. Gangs have destroyed communities more than white supremacy, the invisible KKK, or cops could ever imagine. And none of these clowns like Sharpton and Kamala Harris ever go to these people's funerals or ever talk about them. I'm going to give you two examples real quick. In July, a guy named James Lambert, he was 73 years old. He was out walking. Lives in Philadelphia. He was walking late at night. A group of teams were uh, were kind of running amok, harassing them. This group of teenagers, the oldest was 14, the youngest was 10. They end up beating this guy's brains in the sidewalk. He's 73 years old. He was black. All the kids were black. Nobody brought up that story. You know, Don Lemon didn't show up to talk to his family. Another, by the way, that was in July. Did anybody hear about that? No. Here's another one in August. This is this this last summer. This guy was a cab driver in New York. He was from Africa, brought his whole family here, four kids and a wife. He's uh, driving five teenagers. He gets to the stop. They run out and don't pay. He made the mistake. He went out and chased them. Those group of people, including two girls, beat his brains in the sidewalk. He's dead. He was from Ghana, trying to live the American dream. Four, four kids and a wife, they beat him just like that cop they showed, beat his brains in because they didn't want to pay for a cab. Don Lemon didn't show up. Al Sharpton didn't speak at his funeral. These people are frauds and phonies. It's bad what happened to that dude. But this stuff happens every day, and none of these frauds give a damn. Anyway, when thanks it's, for your well, time. You bet. When it's politically expedient for them, they, they care. And like I said, you know, here they are. They're, they're promoting this video as if it were a movie of the week. They're promoting it. They're, they, they, remember the anticipation of this video? What do you mean anticipation? What, what, see, they did it, in my opinion. They did it to prepare for the onslaught of violence in the streets. They anticipated the outrage. They wanted to give themselves some time to get into position and come up with an emergency plan to deal with the fallout. It was as if they gave the people permission to be outraged. It was like they were setting up a confrontation. Again, (laughs) this is too weird. It was certainly something akin to the bread and circuses of Rome. The traditional image of what goes on, this was completely outrageous. It's like, was it said, why this one? What is so important about this one? Because there's something more to it than just police officers, black police officers beating a black man. That's why. Judah in New Hampshire, you're on Ground Zero. Hey, uh, hi, Clyde. I was just uh, calling because I feel like a lot of the times the police in general get blamed for what a couple bad apples do. And I'm not condoning what they do to that man. I ain't the smartest person, but I know that... uh, you can't just write off law enforcement in general. 
just because a couple people made a bad decision. Well, if people are writing off law enforcement with this story, they're idiots. Because these guys, as I said before, the minute they decided they wanted to beat up that man, they weren't police officers anymore. I agree. They They made the choice to not be police officers. They made the choice to be gang members. They made the choice to possibly... Uh, you know, carry out some vendetta uh, against the guy. It was not, I mean, it's like was said earlier. The guy was thrown out of his car. No one asked for license and registration. They just threw him around, gave him contradictory orders, and then killed him. That's not yep. police officers. Yeah, I mean, anybody can see this world's getting crazy, and it's just going to keep getting crazier. The Bible actually talks about this. It's called the end times, and it's just leading up to the rapture. And Jesus comes to take our church. And uh, we believe that uh, if you're not a Christian, you're going to be left behind to face even crazier times. So if you're listening to me, I just wanted to say that you should accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, because he's the only person that can fix this mess that we're living in. Judah, thank you for your testimony. You have a great night. Yep. Have a good one. Quickly, let's go to Ernest in Pennsylvania. Hi, Ernest. You're on Ground Zero. Uh, good evening. This issue with uh, the police, I I strongly believe that they need to be better vetted for the job, better trained, better educated. Um, where's where's the radio communication with the officers with um, the Home Twenty in regards to them pulling over um, this 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 gentleman? There's no there's no radio communication. You you, you don't hear nothing. Uh, them chasing down the plate. You don't hear no. No uh, proper procedures. You don't. You don't hear. You don't see no protocol. No. Nope. And as for gaslighting, I remember Obama when he gaslighted the, the police in Chicago. That wasn't good either. And and the Democrat left. They're gaslighting this because, like you said earlier, it, it fits their political narrative. However, it's not going to get better. If we don't hold the media accountable right. for, for their actions and participating and, and stirring up the pot. Well, they need to start. You're right. And, Ernest, I think you made some very, very astute observations that you did, You heard no protocol on the radio. You, like uh, was said earlier, they didn't ask for license and registration in the video. Everything seemed like it was. <laughs> I hate to make this comparison. It was like the last. It was like what? The, the, that movie where they just beat Christ to death. You know, uh, it's it's you sit there and for two hours. You see this actor who looks like Jesus getting beaten to death. And that's exactly what this was. You're seeing a man getting beaten to death and there's no rhyme, no reason, no anything for it. Only that we're being told that it was white supremacy that inspired these men to do it. How did they come up with that? It's just crazy. The passion of the Christ. Yes, that's exactly what that was. Mel Gibson gets to beat Jesus on the screen. 503-225-0860 We'll be back. Let's go to Scott, Kentucky. Hi, Scott. You're on Ground Zero. Hi, nice to hear you again. I'm doing your show. Thanks. Yeah, I, you just, that remark though about the woman maybe having an affair with the guy I, that really blew the, my all my stuff sky high. But 
But um, I was thinking, you know, they have they like to project an image of uh, toughness probably in that area. They must really have to in that area. It must be really a tough area. I've read some horrible about some horrible, horrible cases. It was a residential area just 100 yards from his mother's house. And some horrible things have happened to citizens down there, and they have to have those tough guys. It's not like in Lexington around here. Tough that, guys? You know, but, you know, the guy only weighed 145 pounds. Yeah, and there were five police officers bigger than him beating the holy hell out of him until he died. I wonder, you know, about that. They seem to project that uh, black eye and the swollen eye and the, you know, and you've heard about him falling around in the ambulances. I wonder if he maybe – I never really saw him beating the crap out of him. It looked uh, like they were – hitting him you know they were hitting him but i didn't see him full strikes or anything you couldn't really tell if there was full strikes or anything like well he's just, dead i mean i don't know what they did to him to kill him but he's dead we still don't have the autopsy though like if it was some kind well, of what are you like getting this. at yeah are you getting at that he wasn't killed by these officers the officers were fired and being charged with murder oh yeah i know but see if they're in that mode they're not all that talented and they're not all that humanly capable human beings and you know sometimes you put somebody he, he the was, guy was uh, unarmed. Okay, the guy was, was unarmed. unarmed. He was laying on his side. He was laying on his side. And they were asking him to lay on his back. Why wouldn't he lay on his back? And they're trying to. That's see, not true. They, they be, told him to get down on the ground, and he was already down on the ground. But he was on his side, and they were telling him to lay so on his what? back. So what? He was okay. Well, how do you lay on your back when you have twist ties on your hands? How do you keep your hands down when they're already down? When you have twist ties on your hands. You know, I think. Are you making excuses off? for these guys that murdered a guy? I think they're bad mental. They have bad mental health because they've been the working they've been doing. They have bad mental health, and you throw somebody in there, <sighs> like a, a wrench in the work, like this guy that got out of the car, and it just it it's like a wrench in the work. It catches them in just such a way yeah. that it really messes with their minds, and they do all this stuff. Levi, stuff, Levi, they, I want to tell you like, something. I had a bad day today, so what I want to do is I'm going to take you back in the kitchen. I'm going to beat the holy hell out of you until you scream, and then I'm going to kill you. What do you think about that, Levi? Oh, but you're white. I'm sorry. I'll just go do it on a black man. That's okay. Oh, that doesn't no. make any sense. These I guys know, are paid. It doesn't make it doesn't make absolutely no sense at all. And I think those guys are. It's a neurotic behavior. Are you there? Yeah. And it's a neurotic type of behavior those cops get into from all the crap they put up with. They're just not even really there. They're just acting out. They're acting out. They're in psychosis. And they get out and do that. They're, they're, and, and somebody like that, the way he is, it just happened to be such a bad mixture that they kept tapping on him and pushing him. And, that, you know, they wanted him to lay on his back, lay on your back, lay on your back, they kept saying. And he wouldn't do it. And, uh, and lay on your back. And they just wanted him to do that so much. They, I mean, they, were, they just couldn't accept it. And, you know, he's down. He's okay. Leave him alone. Just, you know, I heard that the protocol for these police is that somebody like that gets out and runs. You're supposed to just let him run. I didn't you know, know that. Let, them get, I didn't let know them get away. Yeah, that's what a protocol I heard is that they try to teach right. the police officers is well, to do that. I want to. I want to talk to a police officer. So I'm going to go from this call and talk to a police officer. Let's go to Juliet in Montana. Oh wait a minute, Juliet is still talking with the screener. I want to talk to Juliet. Could we please go to Juliet, please? Can you hear me say, "Let's go to Juliet"? Okay, that's still going to not be a situation. Okay. Can somebody please let somebody know that I need to talk to Juliet? I want to talk to Juliet. For some reason, the phone is not letting me go to Juliet. Okay. We're going to, I guess we're going to have to move on to another call, but she's a, she wants to talk about the protocols. Okay, Juliet, you're on. Go ahead. Clyde, you know, I'm, I was a, a level three police officer. I volunteered with the amount of police. 
and we had training with pepper spray. And usually it's like a canister, like a, a almost like a spray can type of spray, not like a spray bottle, like a leave-in conditioner. Mm-hmm. And when you use pepper spray, you only have to spray once, especially being that close at that distance. He would have been grabbing his eyes, his eyes would tear I mean, you just, you can't function after that. You, it just, it paralyzes you because you just, you can't see it. The one officer got hit with his own pepper spray. Pepper you spray. see that? So, Did you, you know, see? Pepper spray, I'm thinking, this, this just doesn't seem right. You know, the pepper spray doesn't work like that. Well, the cop got hit so, with his own pepper spray, was, took out a baton and started beating the guy because he got pepper spray on his face. Did you see that? No, I, I didn't see that part, but I just saw, like, the pepper spraying part, and I'm like... Right, the pepper spraying part happened. He got pepper spray on his face. It made him angry. He took out a baton and started beating the guy. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. So That's he, just crazy. He said, you see, I got pepper spray on me, man. And he got his he got his uh, weapon out. He got his stick out and started beating him with it. Just because he sprayed pepper spray on the guy, it backfired, hit him in the face. He had to run away. Because he said it was it was irritating his eyes, and then he rubbed his eyes or whatever, grabbed his baton, and started hitting him. Wow! Yeah. So and you know this poor guy and this poor family. My God, you yeah. know what they had to go through for for what a show. Yeah, it's horrible. You know, or right. to incite violence. It, it was, was anticipated. Like we all wanted to see it. They promoted it as some, some something we all needed to see. This snuff yeah. film they wanted us all to see, and everybody had to see it because they wanted to be relevant. Hell, I had to see it. I didn't even want to. So, anyway, Juliet, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. Let's go to Jeff in Florida. Hey, Jeff, you're on Ground Zero. How you doing, Clyde? I love your show. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my comment uh, tonight on this whole subject and stuff like that, that they want all of, um, black Americans to go back into slavery and segregation. They, they want to show this to uprise people and say, hey, this is how these people are. This is how these people get born and designed to have chaos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a road by the slavery and segregation. Well, they've been wanting that, haven't they? I mean, uh, a long time ago I did a show where I brought on uh, two people. One was a guy well-known for officiating over the murder of a young black man, and the other was a, uh, a black guy who basically said that in the future, this was back in the 1990s, in the future he saw where we would start segregating ourselves again, that black businesses would be for blacks, white businesses would be for whites, there would be black movies only for blacks, white movies only for whites, there would be movies where uh, black couples or uh, black women would be married to white men and white men married to black women. I mean, and they were both racist guys talking about this, and what they had to say, I had no idea it would happen, and it's happening. The idea that these five black police officers killed a young black man, and now we're hearing it's because of systemic racism in the police offices. Anyway. Okay, what happened? We had another problem with the phones? Is that what's going on? What's going on? Oh, the phones have died again. Man, okay, well, (laughs) we'll take care of that again if we can. Anyway, if you can call in 866-536-7469 or 503-225-0860. I cannot believe this. I think maybe we need to break open the wallet and fix the phones. I don't know if this is an attack. I don't know if we're doing this. It just happens 
periodically throughout the show. Anyway, stay with us. we got a lot more to come here on Ground Zero, at least another hour, we hope. We'll be back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. Check it out, Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer, S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination for the past, present, and future. All coexist on the same timeline. Where happiness is an illusion. This is the future we are in right now. Where our phones are the first things that we touch when we wake up. The last thing we touch before falling asleep. Radiant, seductive screens we so love endlessly gaze upon much like you're doing right now all welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark welcome to the darkness I hope you find it enlightening The loudspeaker spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Give up.
I'm Clyde Lewis. And this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860-866-536-7469. The traditional image of the local beat cop serving as a community's protector has in much of America been supplanted by that of the urban warrior cop. He's armed with cutting-edge gear and armor and who uses violence to establish order. In the 70s and 80s, and increasingly in the psychological aftermath of 9-11 and 2012, police officers had their initial training in a militaristic boot camp style that emphasized fear and strict behavior as a means of maintaining order. Officers yelled and reprimanded new recruits during the tune-up training for failing to perform difficult, sometimes impossible drills with overbearing threats. Rookies were expected to salute and maintain silence. Minor rule infractions were penalized with more yelling and intimidation. You look at the video of Tyree Nichols. You look at that stop, that traffic stop, and you determine that those police officers didn't think of themselves as public servants. They thought of themselves as warriors. They thought of themselves as enforcers. They thought of themselves as gang members. I don't know. I've just never in my life seen... Five men conspire to go after one man, and there's nothing that Tyree Nichols could have done to prevent them from treating him in the way they did that night. And to illustrate the point of their insanities, it's best to think of their actions on a smaller scale and ask yourself if these people and their social construct are something we can ever trust again, given their history and present state. And will this system somehow turn things around and become an altruistic thing They pretend to be in photographs crafted by the camera obscura. Remember, we talked about the image, and uh, it's not what we think it is. It's something more. Psychopathic behaviors are not happening with every police officer. Let's make that clear. But these psychopathic behaviors are everywhere, and people will still treat this system and its horror theater with the utmost seriousness. Many of the problems we face are solvable, yet people persist, and it never seems to cross the mind of the common voter that These injustices persist precisely because those in power are doing something awful. The people simply cannot fathom that those they elect to rule over them or those they are commanded to respect would act with such a disregard for the well-being of others. They're human. No excuse, but still. The people buy into a society that has the worst kind of morals built into it and continue to pretend like there's something here worth saving. It's an unhealthy cycle in America. It's an unhealthy cycle that's being sold to the highest bidder. It's not exactly how we see it. It's like I said, it's hidden in a camera obscure sort of keyhole. And they tell you it's a racist culture, a culture of brutality, a culture that is ungovernable. However, They are now setting up the anger, giving you times to watch it as if it were a special sneak preview on Netflix. That's what's weird. Anticipate this video. Get angry about this video. We're going to play you this video. Everything the social structure in a hierarchical form, all they do is horrific and iniquitous while being normalized by way of semantics. Do you honestly believe the media when they tell you that Black cops attacking a black man is motivated by a racist culture? Do you honestly believe that the media has a right to push their thought crime agendas when we need to hear the stories from the men who are out there 
actually doing their jobs and need to be thanked and praised for the hard work they do. Instead of constantly being under the microscope because of bad apples or even evil men, like the men that killed Tyree Nichols, are being focused on instead of those who are doing a great job. I had an idea one time at a radio station back when uh, we were seeing the problems in Ferguson and other things, and, and everything we heard about was how bad police officers were. And I decided I wanted to do a public service announcement called, This is What Good Cops Do. And I wanted to focus on good police officers that are doing their jobs, telling stories of heroics, bringing forward the good things that happen with when police officers and policemen do their jobs. I was laughed at. I was told it wouldn't sell. I was told that we're in a mentality right now where police officers are hated and they deserve to be hated. I felt bad. And there was a time in my life where I thought, there's no excuse for this type of behavior until I was taken to a, uh, a police range. It was a computer police range. It's like a big computer game where you have your own gun and you fire at targets and you go to scenarios where people shoot you. I died within the first three minutes of the simulation. I tried it again. I died within the next three minutes of the simulation again. Then when they repeated it, I was able to figure out what was going on. I learned I was too nice. I learned I was too trusting. I learned that police officers have to be ready for anything. They can't, they can't always suspect that people who they approach have their good interests at heart. I'm not giving excuses for Tyree Nichols' death, nor am I giving excuses for these murderous men who committed the crime. But I just wish, I wish we had equal time for the good men who do their jobs. I wish we had equal time to say to police officers, I thank you for your service because I know how hard it is to be. a. I, I've known many police officers in my life. I've lived with police officers in my life, and I know what they go through every day. I know how they feel when they're stabbed by a perp who they're trying to arrest. I know how they feel when they're shot at. They have families. They have people they love. And when they get shot at or stabbed, Imagine how you would feel if you were shot at or stabbed. You'd think, how dare you? I have a family. I have kids. I have a life. And you're trying to take that from me. But this case is another case entirely. The Tyree Nichols case is a horrifying experience. And as I said, the weird part is that they not only have, in, have basically encouraged you to watch the video, they've encouraged you to get angry, and they've also encouraged an agenda of, again, racism and white supremacy. And it doesn't make any sense. It's a gaslighting technique that they're doing. It's an agenda that they're pushing, and I have no idea why they're doing it. Police reform, defunding the police, is that something they continue to do, or is it out of the question? I hope they understand that we need more thorough and we need more effective policing in this country. Anyway, we have Gregory Smith coming up on Ground Zero. You're going to find him to be... Uh, quite interesting because of his position and what he's the vice president for law enforcement education and director of the Institute for Law Enforcement Administration. And we'll be back with him tonight on Ground Zero to give comment on the Tyree Nichols case. We'll be back.
We are very proud here at Ground Zero to have with us Gregory Smith as Vice President for Law Enforcement Education, Director of the Institute for Law Enforcement Administration. Gregory Smith is responsible for the overall management operations and curriculum development as Vice President for Law Enforcement Education, Director of the Institute for Law Enforcement Administration. More than 50 years, the Institute has worked to prepare course precipitants uh, participants, sorry, for today's challenging management and ethical issues. Its programs and services focus on adapting successful private sector models to set a standard of excellence for law enforcement. Mr. Smith served as a Texas peace officer with the Baylor University Medical Police Department in Dallas, Texas. He served in patrol and managed the Crime Prevention and Community Services section. He was instrumental in establishing numerous programs designed to reduce crime, prevent workplace violence, and mediate workplace and community disputes for the Baylor healthcare system. We're very proud to have with us Gregory Smith. Hey, Greg, welcome to Ground Zero. No, how, how, how are you, Clive? I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you on the show because I think maybe we can get a little bit of perspective here on uh, the Tyree Nichols situation. I, you know, I, I've been watching this, and, and one of the things is I, I'm not even talking about police brutality tonight, really. I'm not even focusing on that because I made the statement that these men – stopped being police officers when they cornered Tyree and killed him. Okay. They, they just up and decided that five officers were not going to be policemen. They were going to be gang gang members or whatever they were doing to this guy was, was horrible, but you know, they're turning it into a police brutality thing. And they're also somehow throwing in systemic racism into the deal. And it's confusing people. Cause I think that what they did, the media decided that they were going to create anticipation for a video they were saying, now, we're going to play it on Friday. Everybody needs to watch it. Then they were encouraging people to get angry about it. Then they were giving this gaslighting thing about what it means. They're trying to tell you what to feel about it. And I just thought, this is what makes it weird. It, it, it isn't, it's not the same as, you know, like Rodney King or, or even George Floyd. It's something that's, it, it almost seems like it was produced by the media to get a, a result. What are your thoughts on that? I, I hear I hear what you're saying, Clyde, and and I, and I, I understand that perspective. Um, at the institute, we work quite frequently with with chiefs, executives in the law enforcement community, both on the city, county, and federal levels. And their perspective, quite often, is very different than that of line officers, and and it actually needs to be. Um, sometimes, police leaders, especially executives, they're taking into consideration what the reaction of the community is going to be and what the overall effect is going to, that's going to have on the relationship with law enforcement on down the road. So some of the techniques that they use to diffuse some of that tension uh, may seem odd to the law enforcement officers themselves and to even some members of the citizenry. Uh, to get back to your point about those officers, those five officers, yeah. Um, I've been in this business a long time, and, and I work with folks across the country. Their behavior was, was simply out of bounds. It was out of the norms of standard policing. Right. And, and, and once, once um, I can't, when I watched that video, I can't think of anything that was very, that I could think that, that is typical of any police activity I've ever been associated with or heard of. Right. I was a, a two-year officer, a rookie officer with Rodney King. Hit. Right. I was on the street when Rodney King hit. And as a young officer coming out of the Army and Rodney King's hit, 
I it was it was unbelievable. It was something I I couldn't fathom. I didn't know any officers that behaved that way. I worked regularly with members of the Dallas Police Department. We're we're in the city of Dallas, my PD. We work together regularly. Um, I never imagined anything like that. And for something very similar to occur 30 years later, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it's mind-boggling. It, when I look at that video from my law enforcement experience and my law enforcement educational experience, even, even more so, what I saw was a failure to supervise. I saw a unit that, that was out of control. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe, like, if you if you remember back in 9-11, there was a lot of conversation about connecting the dots, and we didn't connect the dots. Yeah, it's These true. investigators are going to go back, and they're going to connect the dots with this unit. Mm-hmm. And and I, I guarantee you, you're going to find a failure to supervise at, at a number of different levels, a failure of oversight. This looked like a group of men uh, that were able to act with impunity uh-huh. without, without oversight and without correction. Weren't there and, reports, Greg, of the Scorpions being abusive to others, not just uh, the situation with uh, Tyree, but we're looking at others as well, uh, that a lot of uh, people in the community complained that the, the Scorpions were acting like gang members rather than police officers. Yeah, and that's part of the issue. It's like when they when we start connecting the dots and looking at that, you're going to find that coming out. And the question is, what happened to those reports? Uh, were they investigated? Was it, was their action taken? Was there discipline? Um, what what? How was this this unit managed? Mm. And um, I listened to some of the uh, some of the uh, the other dialogue and. and I struggled with the fact with the fact uh, with the fact that the unit was probably successful. They were probably accomplishing what they were put on the street to do. The issue is, were they doing it in a constitutional manner? Right. Because uh, what what I saw was not constitutional policing. No. <laughs> not not at all. Well, and, and, so, and a lot of people have commented too that uh, none of what was looked at from what I mean. A lot of police officers called the show tonight. Nothing was done by procedure. In fact, no uh, call for license and registration, uh, no uh, jargon on the radio saying that this is what has been going on, just you know, keeping it pretty much hush-hush that they're going to be beating this guy to a pulp, giving him contradictory orders that you know he couldn't possibly do when he's being barked at by these men. And, and, and it just, the whole thing just doesn't make any sense, especially, I mean, even when we look at like, well, George Floyd is an exception, but when we look at something like maybe Rodney King, and it was a horrible what they did to Rodney King, what they did, though, is that they were, you know, they were giving that appearance that they were doing procedure. These guys didn't even go with procedure. Yeah, and, and, and that definitely speaks to my point about oversight. If none of those procedures were followed, then that's not the first time that's probably happened. That that's, looks like that was a pattern of behavior that they were allowed to get away with. And when and we know with anyone that if, if, if folks are allowed to push the envelope, uh-huh. um, they push it a little bit further. Right. You know, we're an ethics center, and we talk a lot about uh, different values, uh, morals, principles. But there's two kind of concepts of ethical behavior. One uh, of, of 
ethical leadership. And so one is called ethic, values-based ethics of, ethics of virtue, doing the right thing for the right reason. Right. Uh-huh. So there's another type of uh, it's called rule-based ethics. Right. And um, if you govern by rule-based ethics, uh, people will do what they need to do to stay out of trouble. Yes. I agree. They will push the envelope to, to as far as they can. Yes. When I looked at this group, I don't see where the rules were. There were none. You're right. There were none. And that's why this is so disconcerting is because it feels so out of character. And I think people need to do that before we start you know, attacking the police and saying, well, this is police brutality at its, at, at its worst. Well, was it police brutality, really? Or was it a group of guys that were getting away with a lot of stuff? They were getting away with a lot of stuff, and and they continued to get away with it. And they were, like I said, they weren't really uh, police officers. They they were they were acting like, you know, vigilantes. Well, again, vigilante justice or vendetta, whatever that may be. Uh, we've heard reports that it may have been a vendetta here or some sort of a situation where uh, he got involved with something that he didn't want that uh, poor Tyree was being targeted there are other things too Gregory Smith coming up on Ground Zero don't go away stay with us call in tonight 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469 if you have any questions of uh, Greg Greg Smith on the show tonight give us a call we'll be back It's really sad that we're still having this conversation. I felt a lot of pain and discomfort in my stomach. And at the time, I didn't realize what it was. But once I found out, then I just said that was my son's pain that I was feeling. The irresponsibility of law enforcement, their job is to protect and serve. When tragedy happens, when chaos takes place, we call for them in order to cover us, not to kill us. What happened to Tyree is so personal to me is that five black men in the city that Dr. King lost his life, not far away from that balcony, you beat a brother to death. There's nothing more insulting and offensive to those of us that fight to open doors, that you walk through those doors and act like the folks we had to fight for to get you through them doors. 
I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero. Gregory Smith with us tonight, Vice President for Law Enforcement Education, Director of the Institute for Law Enforcement Administration. Talking about the Tyree Nichols video, talking about police brutality, why this happened, why is it that it's such a strange situation. Another strange situation, Gregory, and this is something that uh, I don't know if you can address it or not. How is it that we go from, you know, in George Floyd's case, it was obvious that the officers were killing George Floyd. There had to be, you know, there, there. it's easy to say that it was done because the officers were racist because, you know, we, we are good at uh, trying to uh, point out thought crime. But here we have a situation that is odd. Okay, we have a young black man who was killed by five black officers. And yet in the same breath, okay, they're saying that these officers were pressured into killing him because of white supremacy and the, and the systemic racism that's in the police offices. What do you have to say about that? Because I thought that was just a left field pitch, and I just didn't know what that was. Well, I'll, I'll go back to my Army days, uh, Clyde, and, and uh, my, I had a soldier when I was a young captain that um, had hurt his significant other, mm-hmm. and I, it, was, it was beyond me. And but I knew the whole story of what had happened, and I asked his army chaplain, uh, "What would make someone do this or say what what someone said in this relationship?" And and the chaplain looked at me and he said, um, "Greg, uh, people fight with the weapons that are available to them." Okay. And and so I guess if you were to overlay that. People have different perspectives, right? And they 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 make their arguments based on their perspectives. I've I've been around a minute or two, and I do understand that you can be bigoted toward people of your own group. Yes, you can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we had so self-loathing Jews during the Holocaust too. We know that. I right. I I just don't get the I don't get this feeling though that this is the case in this situation. Um, I you don't see it. What's that? Personally, I don't see that. Yeah. That's not that's not where I would go personally. Professionally, like I said earlier, yeah. What what I see is is a wayward unit and that's yeah. where like that's where the fix is. Or that's where if we really want to resolve this problem of police misconduct. Right. Well, should charges be given to their superiors too? Should we should we uh, press charges against the superiors for not keeping these guys in check? I don't know about charges, but uh, but I know folks should be held accountable. And you know, and just before your segment ended, um, that's been the forefront of my mind. There are more people responsible for this action than just those five officers. And when we start connecting the dots, we're gonna, like I hate to overuse that phrase. Um, we're going to see it. There's some people right now that are nervous. They're nervous about reports that they signed off on. They're, they're nervous about reports that they ignored. They're, they're nervous about um, a conversations that they had that where they looked the other way. You know, accountability begins with with self, right? And then peer group. We had and, and at this at this level, we see a problem at those two levels, and then the, the third level of accountability is supervision. And it doesn't seem like that happened. But I do want to point this out. 
and this is very important, it, it is very possible to have a dysfunctional unit within a functional org- organization. I am not going to dismiss the entire Memphis Police Department. I am not going to dismiss policing in America. You can have dysfunctional units within a functional organization. It's the responsibility of leadership to clean that up. And then if you micro that even more, if that's a phrase, you can have a dysfunctional person within a dysfunctional unit. And our job as leaders, as police leaders and educators, is to root that out. When I was a young rookie officer, um, I remember I went to an ethics class from an old retired Odessa police commander. And, uh, and, and he st- one of the phrases he said to me, and this is 1992, he said, he said to his class, said, you know, guys, these people got to go. They got to go. If they don't go, they're going to ruin our field. They're going to ruin our profession. And holding them accountable begins with you. And so that's, that's a, 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 if I'm prophesizing, that, that's a shout-out to every police officer out there that's listening. we got to hold each other accountable before something like this actually happens, before the Derek Chauvins are allowed to do what they do, before the things that didn't make the news continue to happen. we got to root this stuff out. Right. It just, you know, it's, it's interesting because even though the video was shown and even though the media has been talking and even though we condemn the actions and we see the sadness and we see the crying and the, and the wailing and everything, Nothing is really known about what's going on here. And the procedures seem to be so outrageous. It's like usually when you hear about things like this, officers are given the benefit of the doubt. They get a leave. They get, do an investigation uh, with, with uh, affairs. And uh, and then we find out if they really were. It's like Chauvin. I mean, you know, he, we had him on camera putting his knee right on Floyd's neck and him gasping for air and dying. And yet we... we, we uh, we had to investigate it. We had a trial for it. And then he was, you know, he was given the sentence. And But these guys were immediately charged with murder, immediately charged with all this, and we haven't heard a word from them. Body cam has changed the game. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, it, it really has, and it's, a, it's an ongoing, evolving process, you know, and... Um, many chief executives want to uh, want to keep the peace, and I understand that. Right. Um, when I, I don't, the, the institute has a story history. We've been around since '57, and in 2019, we, we we've been giving out an ethical courage award since about 2000. Right. But in 2019, we gave that award to Brant John, who, uh, who's the brother of both of John, who was killed by a Dallas police officer. Right. And the reason we gave him that award was because his action of hugging Amber Geiger, the police officer, right, that shot and killed his his brother. Yeah, we believe, and the sheriff of Dallas County believes, and every other chief executive that I've spoken to believes, saved our city. We're gonna that was ethical courage. It was courage, Gregory. We'll be right back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero.
503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. Gregory Smith with us tonight on Ground Zero. We're going to go to the phones tonight. Let's go to Lewis in Oregon. Hey, Lewis, you're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. How you doing? Good. You're on with Gregory Smith. Go ahead. Yeah, I got a, I got a statement and a question. Okay. My statement is I've done research on this and and because I'm pretty mad about it. Uh, what those guys did was murder. The um, my statement is this: is that um, in my research I see that they defunded the police over there, and after they defunded the police, they lost a lot of their senior officers, and uh, and they actually begged them to come back. Well, they said no way, you know. And um, I think that's a big cause of it. I was an assistant crew chief on F4 Phantoms when I, uh, when I was uh, 18 years old. And there's the crew chief. Now, the crew chief had 20 years working on F4s. Me, I just got in there. You can imagine if he left. Um, there's no way I could have kept that jet up. A person's a lot more complicated than a jet. Well, my question is, wouldn't it be wise to start going to schools and teaching children, you know, how, why they are told to get on their stomachs, check for weapons, fentanyl, and all that, and also how fast it is for a person to close a gap 25 feet with a uh, wielding a knife? Because everybody likes to judge everyone. Now, what those guys did was wrong. That's because they defunded the police. They lost their senior officers. They had <laughs> these guys only had one, two years experience, and they're put in a special unit. You know, that's a great that's a great point, Lewis. Because I know, and Gregory, tell me if I'm wrong, but a lot of black children get the talk about how to react to police officers. Shouldn't all children get that education? I would say yes. I mean, um, um, policing is a a a, a challenging a, a challenging uh, function, a challenging job. If the public is more educated to how to interact with the police, uh, that would keep everyone involved safe, it's, it's, it's especially the citizens as well as the officers. Right. That's a good point, Lewis. Thank you for calling the program. I really do like that. That's a great idea. Let's go to Walt in Pennsylvania. Hey, Walt, you're on Ground Zero. Hi, Clyde. Hey, man. Clyde, I think from a psychological viewpoint, we have to remember that the police, as any other segment of society, are subject to the same psychological frailties uh, and foibles as the rest of us. Now, uh, I I believe Sigmund Freud said that power is an aphrodisiac. It's sexually exciting. So, I think, sadly, for too many police, when they put that badge and that gun on, it becomes like a psycho Viagra for them. And I think of cases like uh, uh, Rodney King uh, 20-odd years ago, and you had, sadly, George Floyd, and now the Nichols case. I think that when you get a gang of cops, they're, they're like a primeval feeding frenzy takes over. And, Claude, I think, sadly, the problem is, is that, you know, the, the police are the union, the fraternal order of police, the FOP. And obviously, uh, 
the problem is that the good cops will not snitch on the bad cops because you don't snitch on your brother. And, and Clyde, one last thing. I, I think too many police have uh, uh, taken uh, adopted the color black uh, in, in their dress. And black is the color of death. It's the color that the Nazi SS wore. And I think that, uh, it would be better if police would go back to their traditional blue. Uh, you had the Hill Street Blues, et cetera, right. years ago. And Let's ask Gregory what just, he thinks I of think, your thoughts. Well, uh, well go ahead, Greg. Uh, in, in response, I, I, I would um, – your, your points are, real, are really valid. Uh, uh, and you, you make some very good points. Um, police training is really in, 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 important, but also just as important, and I don't want to get too academic here – is there's a concept called ethics of care. And when I've talked about oversight, part of that ethic of care is you got to look out for your people and see if they are fit for duty. Is this job starting to wear on them? Units like that are important. Um, that unit was, was, was formed to, to, to meet a need. There was a need. There was a, there was a, a need for that unit. Uh, but that work is tough work, and that tough work can wear on you. A supervisor and leaders that are engaged are constantly checking the barometer of their people to see, do we need to pull them out of this unit now? Do they need to go somewhere else where they can have mental peace? Because that is a that's a stressful job. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I guess I am. I'm, I'm a quote MLK, and I'm not going to do it exactly. So somebody's going to pull out, going to Google me on this. But MLK said once, you can't hold someone in the mud without getting dirty yourself. Right. And that's a dirty, tough job mm -hmm. that those units were doing. And eventually you got to pull them out of there. And we learned that in law enforcement with narcotics and undercover officers. Some of the best people were doing it too long. And because they did it so long, it started to affect the rest of their lives and it ended yeah. up destroying them. And these type of units are no different. It's uh, a good point. Pull these out. This is hurting me. This is hurting me because it's not just those guys. Those guys could have been saved, yeah. is my opinion. Yeah, there was like you say supervision and and watching to see if any of them were cracking up or if they were you know feeling the pressure. Let's go to Felix in Pennsylvania. Right. Go I ahead, Felix. Quiet. I hope you gave me enough time because I got a number of things to say. First of all, when you compare some of these things, like Rodney King, there was a severe adrenaline rush there because he took them on a high speed chase that would have been for you know a TV movie. Okay, uh, so but anyway, going back to Ferguson. You know, a lot. Most of the witnesses they they said that the officer did you know con confirmed his story, and they were even threat. Their lives were threatened if they were going to put this out. And Obama at that time he wanted to federalize the police department and actually eventually turn it over, you know, to the UN, the Smart Cities agenda, and whatever uh -huh. else. Yeah, I remember. And that. so they tried to use it for that. Okay. Now this situation here in Memphis, a lot of these cities, from what I've heard now. You know, they've lost the good police officers because, you know, they, they made it a dangerous environment for them that if they make the wrong move, they're going to get in trouble. OK, and I heard a report saying that one of these officers possibly was a correctional officer who actually was convicted of a felony, a felony 
of beating someone in prison, okay? And so what they're resorting to in some of these communities now were, you know, that are controlled by the, the globalists, the Democrats or whatever, uh, they're resorting to having to lower their standards and even expunging felonies from their records if they t- take on the badge. So this is actually being done under the globalist agenda, whether we want to admit it or not, because none of this makes any sense. This looks like it might have even been a personal vendetta because it lacks the adrenaline rush of Rodney King or any of these other things. Right. And you know what? even even my, the, the, um, the, the De- Derek Chauvin issue there, okay, with uh, Ferguson, he, um, the other guys that stood around, two of these guys were officers in training, and, right. I, and I feel bad that they were convicted because this was their, this was their, their, training, their training boss. Yeah. Uh, Felix, we're running out of time, and i got to say goodbye to Gregory, but you're making up some very good points, some things that need to be uh, investigated. As Greg says, we're going to find out more as more unravels, hopefully. Uh, Greg, it's been a pleasure having you on this program, and again, very insightful as to how a police officer thinks about this situation. And I thank you for your candid uh, responses. And again, thank you for being on the program. Thank you. You have a good night. Take care. That's Ground Zero for tonight. And uh, remember, keep your mind where they can't get at it. You keep it Ground Zero. Good night.